Hi, y'all, and welcome to the Fitness Nutritionist Podcast. And that's nutritionist with an S, since there's two of us. We're your hosts, Stephanie and Mandy. We all know that nutrition and fitness information can be overwhelming and confusing. So we're here to help women find real answers for all things fitness and nutrition related by giving you quick tips and strategies so you can find your healthy weight, get fit, and improve your physical and mental health. And as registered dietitians, we know how nutrition and exercise can help you feel better and allow you to live your healthiest and happiest life. So be sure and hit the subscribe button so you don't miss out on any of the episodes full of great tips and helpful information we have just for you. You can also join us in our private Facebook group, The Fitness Nutritionist Corner, where we will provide fun challenges, answer your questions, and support women along their journey to a better health. So grab a glass of water and let's get moving with today's topic. Hi, y'all, and welcome to episode number six of the Fitness Nutritionist podcast. Today, we're going to be talking all about insulin resistance. Yeah, it is the season for those pumpkin pies, Halloween candy, and even those Christmas goodies that we're about to be consuming at holiday parties and family gatherings. Yeah, so it's not at all that you can't have those, but we just want to talk about what happens when you consistently eat a diet high in refined carbs and sugars. So what happens, so we have insulin and that's a hormone that's made by the pancreas that helps glucose in your blood, enter cells in your muscles, fat and liver where it can be used for energy. So glucose comes from the food that you eat. The liver also makes glucose in times of need, such as if you're fasting or things like that. So when blood glucose, which is also called blood sugar, levels rise after you eat, your pancreas releases insulin into the blood. So then insulin lowers blood glucose in order to keep that in a normal range. So anytime we eat, you know, those holiday goodies or anything like that, you know, we have our pancreas and that's what it's there for. It's there to release that hormone insulin to where we can take that blood sugar and move it into the cells like the body's supposed to do. So what is insulin resistance? That insulin resistance is when your cells and your muscles, fat, liver don't respond well to the insulin and can't easily take it up from glucose from your blood. And as a result, your pancreas makes more insulin to help glucose enter your cells. So as long as your pancreas can make enough insulin, to convert your cells, a weak response to the insulin, your blood glucose levels will stay in a healthy range longer. So basically what we're saying here is if you're eating too much of those refined sugars, processed foods, things like that, our body can only process so much at a time. So when it can't, then it stores as fat to use as energy later. But unfortunately, if we overeat too often, then that fat will start depositing around our organs and it makes it harder for that insulin to come out of the pancreas. Right. So insulin resistance just means that, you know, your body can't use the insulin that your pancreas is secreting as efficiently as it once was. So I kind of like to correlate this to, for instance, my husband drives a Ford F-250 pickup truck. 
and it's made to to work to carry a load. But if he's hauling a trailer and he has horses in it or bells of hay or hauling a tractor around, his fuel efficiency is going to drop way down. So even though that big truck is made to pull things and it can do it, just like your body is made um, for your pancreas to secrete insulin, you know, the more that you tax it, as he pulls more and more stuff with that, his fuel economy is going to go down, right? Unlike my little Mini Cooper, who is just getting its little self around and I'm not taxing it. So my fuel efficiency is going to be like 30 something, where his is maybe around 10. So it's the same thing, like your body is made to take that blood sugar and convert it and use it as energy. But if you consistently eat foods that are high in sugar or those refined sugars, and you're constantly taxing your pancreas and then your body, then your body gets to where it cannot use that insulin as effectively or efficiently as it once did. And then that's when we kind of start running into some of these other problems associated with its insulin resistance. Yeah. And one of those issues can be prediabetes. And what prediabetes is, it's when your blood glucose levels are higher than normal for an extended period of time. Prediabetes usually occurs in people who already had some insulin resistance or whose beta cells in the pancreas aren't making enough insulin to keep the blood glucose normal range. Um, So without that insulin, extra glucose stays in your bloodstream rather than entering into your cells. And over time, you develop type 2 diabetes. So with my clients, that's what I try to use the example of when you eat too much and you become overweight, those fat cells start to accumulate around our organs. It can tax lots of things. It can tax our heart, our lungs, our liver, and so many different things that it really becomes hard on our body. So our goal is to keep our blood sugar at a normal range, you know, that blood sugar range 80 to 110. Um, however, it can spike in instances of injury, illness, and so forth. Yeah. So the thing about insulin resistance is that it also can predispose you for, like you said, other diseases, prediabetes, diabetes, obesity, high blood pressure, high cholesterol. And the numbers on that, that research shows that it can affect as many as one in three Americans. And you might also hear this termed uh, metabolic syndrome also. So the bad thing about this though, Mandy, is you can't tell that you have insulin resistance just by how you feel. Let's talk to the listeners today about how they can find out if they have insulin resistance or not. So they can get that looked at and start treating it to try to prevent some of these other diseases from happening. Yeah. So the main thing that you have to have checked is lab work. So it's kind of like one of those things without having it checked, you don't really know what your blood sugar level is, right? You can, there's symptoms that can tell if your blood sugar is high or low, you know, you can have nausea, sweats, you can feel dizzy, that type of thing, but you can't truly know what your blood sugar levels are without having blood work done to test those. Right. And we'll include in our show notes today, if you don't have access to your primary care physician and you would like to get lab work done, we can have a referral made to the lab company that we use ourselves. 
-hmm. So one of those labs that we can look at is called a hemoglobin A1C. It tells us what your average blood glucose has been over the last three months. So we can tell, has it been high or has it been normal? Now, I kind of get this all the time with my clients. You know, they'll say, oh, my blood sugars have been 80 to 110, you know, every day, most days of the week. And then when we do an A1C, it's a 9 or a 14. And normal is typically anything under 6. So like you said, it is super hard for your body to tell when it could be having those, those symptoms like frequent urination, you know, that could be related to something else. Dizziness could be related to dehydration or blood pressure issues. So that's what we need to be looking at is focusing in on what are some things we can do to change that. If you're overweight, focus on losing weight so that you don't want to be those one in three adults. And if you're already one of those one in three adults, there's things that you can do to change your outcomes. Yeah. And we're going to talk about that a little bit later on. So some of the signs of insulin resistance can include if you're a female and your waistline is over 35 inches, that can be a sign that you may have insulin resistance. If your blood pressure readings are consistently 130 over 80 or higher, that can be an indication of insulin resistance, a fasting glucose level over 100, a fasting triglyceride level over 150 milligrams per deciliter, an HDL of your cholesterol level under 40 in men and under 50 in women, also skin tags, patches of dark velvety skin, Um, Those can all be indicators that you may have insulin resistance and want to get some of your lab work checked just to be sure. Yeah, those are some good things to come up with. Those are things that we can easily measure or look at ourselves. We can all go measure our waist, you know, and if we think we feel like we're having some of those other issues, it's a conversation we can have with our physician. Right. Yeah. Let's talk about too, who is more likely to develop insulin resistance or prediabetes So of course, if you have a genetic or lifestyle risk factor, you're more susceptible to developing that. Like you mentioned earlier, if you are overweight or obese, it puts you more out of risk for the insulin resistance. If you're over age 45, if you have a parent, brother or sister with diabetes, and then also if you're African-American, if you're American Indian, Asian-American, Hispanic, Latino, that can also put you at a higher risk. Um, Another one that I'm very passionate about is physical inactivity. And then health conditions such as high blood pressure and like we talked about, abnormal cholesterol levels. Also, if you've had a history of gestational diabetes, it can put you at a risk later on in life for this insulin resistance or even type 2 diabetes. If you have a history of heart disease or stroke, and also if you have polycystic ovarian syndrome, also known as PCOS. So people who may have metabolic syndrome, it's a combination of high blood pressure, abnormal cholesterol levels, large waist size. They are more likely to have prediabetes. Mm -hmm. So again, all of those are things that we can change. High blood pressure. We can lower our blood pressure through stress reduction, through the things we eat, you know, basically lifestyle changes, exercise, abnormal cholesterol levels. I believe our last podcast was on inflammation and eating more like fruits and vegetables that can help lower our blood 
cholesterol levels, a large waist size. Again, really by doing the the previous two things, you know, lifestyle change and lowering our cholesterol levels, we can change that um, large waist size. So those are some goals that you may want to set for yourself in the next few months as we're entering into the holiday season, because typical holiday weight gain is a couple of pounds a year. And what happens when we put a couple of pounds on every year, you know, over 10 years, that could be 20, 40 pounds. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, researchers aren't exactly sure what exactly causes insulin resistance or prediabetes, but they are absolutely certain that there are things that we can do to help with that or lower our risk. And of course, kind of like the name of our podcast, Fitness Nutritionist, being physically active and then also eating an overall healthy diet. There is strong research that indicates both of those things can absolutely help control insulin resistance and then also with the prevention of type 2 diabetes. So physical activity, trying to get in at least 30 minutes a day. Um, this can be things, you know, such as walking, strength training, cycling, just being active, you know, doing something for at least 30 minutes a day. And then, of course, like we've talked about on previous episodes, our diet plays a huge role in that, right? Because the whole precursor to this is when our pancreas starts over secreting insulin in order to help with the amount of blood glucose that we're putting in there, right? So, Eating a diet that consists of, you know, lots of fruits and vegetables, complex carbohydrates, getting enough fiber, all those types of things can help control this also. Yeah. So kind of as we touched on a while ago, researchers used to think that fat tissue was um, only used for energy storage. However, these studies are now showing that the belly fat makes hormones and other substances that contribute to chronic or long lasting inflammation in the body. And again, that's what our last podcast was about, that inflammation plays that vital role in um, insulin resistance, type two diabetes, and of course, cardiovascular disease. So excessive weight gain may lead to the insulin resistance, which may then in turn play a part in developing that fatty liver disease. This is one thing that I go over a lot in my group program for women is it's not specifically on diabetes, but there are so many things that can be controlled by controlling your blood sugar. It affects so many different areas of of your life and how you feel and your risk factor for other diseases. So, you know, I touch on this all throughout the program and then how you can incorporate fitness and nutrition and those things we've talked about before, like on episode number one, stress and sleep, all that plays a role in just controlling your blood sugar and and living your, your healthiest life. I hope that you found today's episode helpful. If you have any questions on this, be sure to send us a message on it. We're also going to be talking in our next episode about what is it, Mandy? Holiday treats and how to make those healthier. Right. Yeah. A lot of that coming up in the next few episodes. So if you have any suggestions on anything that you would like to hear, please drop us a note or a comment. We always love hearing from our listeners and things that you would find most helpful. And if you have a minute to rate and subscribe to our podcast, that would be very helpful for us. So other people can find us. Yeah. As Stephanie said, our next episode will be on um, going into the holidays, how we can counteract that weight gain, how we can substitute things and recipes to 
help them be lower in fat, lower in calories, but still have that exceptional taste that we want for ourselves, our family, our friends, even things that we can take to holiday dinners that won't sabotage the healthy eating lifestyle and exercise lifestyle that we're striving for. So we don't have that holiday weight gain that over time can turn into 20, 30, 40 pounds. Mm -hmm. So we're looking forward to that. Yep. I think it's going to be fun. So, all right. We hope y'all have a good rest of your week and then just be on the lookout for that next episode to get us started out on the holiday season. We hope you enjoyed today's episode and that you gained a little more info to help you along your journey to your best life. We would love it if you would take just a minute to write this podcast and share it with your family and friends. And as always, let us know if you have anything you would like us to talk about on any future episodes. And don't forget, go to the Fitness Nutritionist Corner, our private Facebook group, where we'll have those fun challenges. We'll answer your questions and support women along their journey to a better health. You can also contact us on our website at thefitnessnutritionist.com. And that's nutritionist with an S. And just remember, ladies, you are worth it.